All right. Thank you guys again for coming back. Big B Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, last episode was great. Got a tremendous amount of feedback with the conference realignment. That was a good one for me and for you guys, apparently. So I appreciate the support. Again, uh, website is www.coolay with a C, C O O L A I D sports.com. So come to the website, um, check out, there's tons of podcasts all uploaded there. Obviously, we're our podcasts are anywhere that you get podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Just come to Kool-Aid Sports, type in Kool-Aid Sports, again, C-O-O-L-A-I-D, and then sports on YouTube. We're on YouTube having fun, uh, getting a lot of responses in the email address, BigBSportsTalk44 at gmail.com. So um, anywhere, I'll obviously leave all that in the comments section when I post this. So again, thank you for the support. So, last week, conference realignment. This week, just talking about the state of college football and some of the the negative, the good, the bad, and all that good stuff. The first thing is, as far as college football is concerned, I mean, I, as you can tell, um, I, I, I mean, I've said it on previous podcasts, I prefer college sports in general over professional. Now, I understand that the quality and the play is going to be better at the professional level. There's no question. There's no debate about that either. I just prefer college because I just like pageantry. There's way more pageantry. Now, you're going to get some of that atmosphere with professional ranks, but for college in general, it's just the emotion. You know, the guy that is never going to get a sniff of NFL or NBA playing time, but you know what? He competes at the college level. That's what I like. And I was one of those people. I think that's probably why I like that. But at the same time, I just prefer college. College football, though, can be tricky. The reason is is because the same teams always win. It's always the same teams. It's always Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, And then who else wins? I mean, basically, and it's always, you know, the whole recruiting, it's it's Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, Florida. OU is usually up there a little bit. But, you know, it's all the SEC, LSU, Texas A&M, you know, Florida, Notre Dame. I go, the Pac-12 doesn't compete. I mean, they haven't even been in the conference play or in the the, – college football playoff in several years, I go, and now if they even have a tough game, you know, you could be a Pac-12 team, not much less lose. If you lose, you're out. But if they even have a tough game against somebody that you don't think is good, then they don't even get a sniff. So it's always the same. And so I am a big proponent of adding more teams. Now, I don't want it to get stupid. I think eight is plenty because if you start going to 12 and you go to 16, then it eliminates because college football is great because of the regular season. The regular season is what makes college football so fun every single week, even though there's yes, the teams, they play cupcakes. I, I get that. I get that. Having said, I mean that, that you need those games. The other programs need those games too. 
and let me tell you what I mean, is they're called money games. Money games. Those teams need those games for their programs to survive. Like uh, uh, FCS, you know, or formerly 1AA. They need those games to, you know, to get a big paycheck, to keep their program going and keep their program moving. And, yeah, every once in a while they'll win. But you need those games, you know. As as far as the big boys are concerned, I don't know if they necessarily need them, but there's no preseason in college football, which is why I always wonder why the SEC around week, like, 10 or 11 – somehow throw their money game in there. I know they play tougher games early in the season, but they always throw that one in late in the season. I'm like, why late? You don't need preseason now. I go, you need that back then. Let's figure it out now. But they got to figure it out because it works. So having said that, you need to stay. The, the, the season is what matters in college football. The season is what matters. And that's why we love it. In college basketball, it's the tournament, and anybody can win. You know, it's the tournament, and that's the difference. But in college football, it's the season. And if you start adding all of these teams to, to you know, the playoff, well, then more teams get in, the season becomes a little less relevant, and it's not as fun. It, I mean, that's just flat out the way it is. It's not the NFL. So you can't compare – the NFL regular season in college because the NFL, it's every week, every week. And those are professionals. These kids are college kids. There's a difference. So, and the system is different. So you can't compare the two. So let's not, let's start there and not do that. I won't even dive into that. Um, Having said that, you got to move past, or we've got to be able to move past who wins, who's good, who's not. Alabama has had a stronghold on this thing, and Clemson has had a stronghold. Ohio State, stronghold. I mean, the last decade. And teams got to break into that. You got to break into it. Well, how do you do that? One, you got to recruit. You just just flat out, you got to recruit. I have said this, and I will say it forever. College football... College football is 70% recruiting. Now, I know people are going to say, well, come on, Brian, what are you talking about? Well, 70%. You got to get the kids there. You got to get them there. The talent. The talent is the key. If you can't win, if you don't have talent, that's in anything. But college football, why do you think Alabama wins? I mean, everybody says Nick Saban is a great coach, and he may very well may be a great X and O coach. But Nick Saban is a great CEO, and he is a great recruiter. He gets the guys. Now, again, Alabama has all the the tools that you need. You know, the the and have a giant stadium, indoor, outdoor. They got everything that you need. And they have all the money that, that, you know, in their football program, but they keep winning. But it wasn't always that way. I mean, Alabama, when I was going to school, Alabama was terrible. I mean, that wasn't a place, oh, I'm going to Alabama. Now, they had some tradition, and it had been, but Alabama wasn't good in the mid to late 90s. Not at all. They just weren't. You know, LSU was awful. I mean, nobody was just saying, I'm going to LSU. Things just flipped. 
You get more money, you recruit a little bit better, and then you bring in the right guy. I mean, LSU got turned around with who? Nick Saban. <laughs> I mean, you, you, it's all about who you have, who's recruiting. Coaching obviously matters. It, it, it matters. But you got to get the talent, and you got to tap in. I'll be the first to admit, I went to Kansas State. Kansas State, you're not going to find, you know, 40 guys from the state of Kansas high school players that are going to be able to play high division one every year. That's going to make some people mad in Kansas, but I don't think it's going to make a whole lot of people mad in Kansas because they know it's the truth. I mean, you're going to find some guys that can play. Don't get me wrong, but it's not a, a hotbed for college football. It's just not. Same with a lot of states. So you got to go and find your niche. Well, at Kansas State, the niche at the time was, okay, we're going to get some guys from Kansas, you know, we're going to make sure that we get all of those guys, you know, because if there's four or five a year, we want all of them. We want all those kids. Okay. But then there's also the JUCOs from Kansas that play outstanding junior college. Now, you're not going to want to fill your entire, you know, recruiting class with junior college players because as I was one, I also know the truth behind junior college players, about half pan out. I mean, they went to JUCO for a reason. I mean, we did. We went to JUCO for a reason. Mine, because I refused to go to school my first year of college. So I had to go to junior college. There was no choice. So there's a reason people are going there. So only about half of those are going to pan out for you. And that's just the way that it works. So you don't want to fill your recruiting, you know, chip up with that. You're not wanting to do that. Your whole recruiting class, you can't do that. But Kansas State also figured, you know what? We can get guys from Florida, too, because at the time, Florida State was at the their peak. Florida, at their peak. You know, you could go. Miami wasn't so much, and there was probably some of the difference. But you could go, and you could get guys, and guys that they didn't take. There's a lot of good high school football players in Florida. And just because they don't go to Florida State or Florida or Miami at the time, you could go and get those guys. I mean, how do you think that South Florida built a program? How do you think that UCF built a very good program? I mean, they built these programs based on what? Florida high school football. They were able to do those things. They said, well, wait a minute. How can this school come in here and get these players and this school come and get these? We need to keep these. Hey, we're, you're in Florida. Your family can watch you here. And that's the thing. K-State went to Texas. Did the same thing. Got guys out of Texas just because you didn't go to Texas or Texas A&M. Well, we were able to get other guys from there. And again, a million high school football players, the good ones in Texas. There was, I mean, that's why you see other schools always coming to Texas to get guys. I mean, there's just a, a plethora of I, I know some of y'all like that word plethora. I like that <laughs> of football guys, high school football kids in Texas, and it's we were able to make it work. Hey, we got to go and be creative with this thing. Well, now that's been figured out. So all the top JUCO players that used to go to a Kansas State or or whatever, they don't go anymore. Because, hey, you're not from Kansas. Why don't you come back here to Alabama? Come back to Georgia. 
kids that were coming to K-State, you know, or Louisville, or, you know, because I'm, again, I'm a diehard Louisville fan. And just, I don't want to just talk about these two. I mean, I, these are my teams, and it is what it is. But other schools have figured it out. Let's just put it that way. Other schools have figured it out. That you don't have to go away to go play Division One college football any longer. You don't have to do that. And the perfect example, you just look at Texas in itself. Not the University of Texas, but the state of Texas. You've got Texas Tech. you got Baylor, TCU. You know, all these schools that weren't great became great because they started recruiting better players. Hey, look, you don't have to go anywhere else to go play college football. You can be right here, and we can be good right here. Now, the first thing that somebody is going to say, but Brian, those teams are paying people, and they're cheating, and that's how they – I said it last week, I said it before, and I will say it again, and I will say it till the end of time. Everybody cheats, your school included. Move on. Okay, now that we've covered that, so it's it's just different different pace. It's just a a different atmosphere now than it was 20 25 years ago. Things have changed. Traditions are always there, but things change. And now schools it, it, it's it's got to get we've got to they've got to do something. These other schools have to do something. You know, like I said, it was you had your, your tradition rich for forever. You know, from 40, 50, 60s, up to 90. And then it changed. And then there were new bloods that came in and became good. And then the old traditions figured it out, and they started dominating again. And now that's what's happening. And so now it's up to the new bloods again to to try to figure out, okay, how do we change this? How do we flip this? You know, and it doesn't take long. I mean, you can go from being, I mean, look at Baylor. And I don't want to hear about all the scandals and stuff. All that is all true or not true. I'm not here to discuss that. But Baylor had talent. You know, let's not forget they had talent. And Baylor was god-awful forever. Forever. And they got talent. Now, how they got it? Whatever. You can say however you want. But they did have it. You know, TCU. DCU benefited from getting into the Big 12, so that's a little different. Um, and I know that you what somebody will say, well, they had a great season the year before, before they even went to the Big 12. Everybody has a good season every once in a while if you're a decent football program. But anybody that's a TCU fan is going to tell me you haven't benefited from being in the Big 12, you should just stand up and smack yourself in the face ten times. Ten times. Just smack yourself in the face. Because you're absolutely lying. Enough. Enough. Don't want to hear it. Shut up. Shut up. Bottom line is, New Blood's got to figure out a way how to catch up. Got to figure it out. It's, I mean, I've seen schools that had pretty good facilities. And now their facilities are just top of the line. Top of the line. So you got to figure. And so... And, but they're just catching up. They're playing catch-up. You know, because the big boys always have it because they got all the money. Now, sometimes all the money doesn't actually 
come into, you know, how good you actually are. Texas, <laughs> you know, Nebraska. <laughs> I could go on and on. I, I just love teasing those guys because they just think they're so good and they're not. Um, yeah, sorry, lost train of thought because I just love <laughs> laughing at Texas and, and Nebraska. They're just so... Just so overrated, so pathetic. Uh, it just just brings a, a smile to my face. Um, but anyway, that that's another problem in itself. And again, we'll have a, a totally separate podcast on most overrated football school or schools or whatever. We'll we'll have something about that that clearly they fit into. But it doesn't always mean the be, the most money doesn't always mean that you're always going to win. Again. Texas has their pick, or at least they did have their pick, of whoever they wanted in the state of Texas to come to their school. And it hasn't worked out to be great. Like I mentioned last week, I'm like, what really is Texas? I mean, one title since 1971 is not some football power. You strip the Texas name away and put, I don't know, a Wake Forest and you say, well, Wake Forest has won these games and they've won one title since 1971. You wouldn't be saying Wake Forest is some power. And it's not like Texas has just had all these spectacular seasons either. So let's not go that route. They're just The money doesn't always mean that you're great. It keeps you relevant is what it does. It keeps you relevant because you're always on. You know, when you're always on TV, there's lots of eyeballs, and that's what really counts. But – Take Texas, heck, don't even say Wake Forest. Give it to A&M. You take what Texas has done, strip their name off, and put Texas A&M there, you're not saying that there's some, that Texas is this superpower. And Texas A&M has, I mean, I don't know the, the exact numbers, but I'm going to guess they got almost as much money as Texas. They got a lot of money at A&M. A lot. A lot. So, and again, and nobody looks at Texas A&M as being just this. Now, granted, they haven't won a national title, and I don't. I mean, I don't even know if my mother was born. So, so it's 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 been forever. But they've had some good teams, and I would say here recently their teams is, are better than Texas in general. But getting off of that, it's not always about money. It's not always about money. Can't always be about money. You got to have coaching. You got to get the guys, and so the blue, the the little—I shouldn't say the not little schools, but the the non-blue bloods—got to figure out a way to be able to catch up to Alabama, the Clemsons, you know, the Ohio States, because they are just setting the bar and just running with it. You know, the Georgias, and Georgia's got to break through too. I mean, Georgia, Georgia's another one of them schools. I mean, last time Georgia won a national title was nineteen eighty. 1980, and yet we think of Georgia as being this, oh, man, or this. and I'm not saying that you always have to win a national title to be known as a top school, but don't you have to throw one in there every now and then? I mean, you got to luck into one every now and then, don't you? I mean, Georgia hadn't even lucked into one, you know? I mean, just think about that for a minute. They haven't even lucked up and won a national title since 1980. That's 41 years ago. Whew. 
and anybody else that hadn't won a title since 1980, we wouldn't even be thinking about. For instance, Clemson. If Clemson hadn't been good here recently, basically the last eight to ten years, we wouldn't even think of it because they hadn't won a national title forever either. But Dabo Sweeney has destroyed that and and built that program. I shouldn't say destroyed it. He has built that program into a power. A power. And I know that some are going to say that it's, well, where you're located. And look, Virginia Tech's in the middle of Virginia. It's not around anything. And they have been a, a, a power. Now, they haven't won a national title. They haven't broke through. But they were in a title game. And their program was nothing. Absolutely nothing. Kansas State's the same way. I'm biased, I admit, but it's the truth. It's in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you don't even drive by it on the highway. I mean, I-70, you have to get off and drive 10 miles. You can't even see it from the highway. (laughs) I mean, you got to get off and drive 10 miles to get there. In the middle of nowhere. Now, I'm not saying Kansas State is just gigantic football power. But it's better. First of all, it's way better than what some people think because some people just don't know. Uh, But it was literally the worst college football program in the country. And it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. And yet, Bill Snyder turned it into a power. Now, has it dipped? Yes. But people know who Kansas State is. And before, you didn't. Before Kansas State, you scheduled them as your money game. (laughs) You scheduled Kansas State as the money game. They were the money game. Louisville was the money game. The money game. You know, hey, or homecoming. Better yet, the homecoming game, which is even worse. You scheduled them for homecoming. Oh, my goodness. So they've got to figure it out and got to be better. Got to figure it out and got to get better because, quite frankly, I'm tired of seeing the same teams over and over. I, and I don't knock them. It's up to everybody else to catch up. It's up. And, you know, and I know people say, well, the rich get richer and they do this. Look, you can recruit. You can recruit better guys. Go after them. You don't think you have a shot? Call them. Tell them, look, you're going to play from day one. You'll have a chance. Figure it out. It's not my profession. So I can't figure it out. I, I've got my my own ideas. But you got to figure you can't, I mean, unless you're just okay. And I know there's some fan bases that are just okay winning. Hey, if we just win seven games, that'll be great. I don't buy into that at all. I get into it with Kansas State fans all the time. I get into it with Louisville fans all All the time. I don't let up either. I'm never going to let up. Being satisfied winning seven games is absolutely ridiculous. I understand being realistic. And there's a difference between settling and being realistic, though. You're settling because you don't think you're good enough. Well, why don't you think you're good enough? Again, you can luck up and win two games. I mean, you think K-State should have beat OU the last two years? Absolutely not. The talent difference was tremendous, but who won the game? That's why they play the games. You know, don't, I mean, you can't just be satisfied with it. 
Don't be okay with winning seven games. Don't be okay with and And if you are, then you can't be mad about the teams going to the national title every year because I guarantee you they're not satisfied winning eight, nine games a year. And it's not about being realistic, okay? Nobody in their right mind ever thought that Kansas State would be a national power. I know I keep coming back to it, but it's the truth. Nobody ever thought that, and they were. So things can change. Things can happen. Recruit. Build facilities. Fundraise. Do whatever you have to do. That's part of it. You know, the Alabamas, they're going to keep going. They're not going to stop. So do you want to be relevant? Do you want to be a part of the big dance or do you not? And maybe that's the big question. Maybe some teams, schools, maybe they're just fine making their money. Clearly, we know the schools that that are fine just making their money, the the Arkansas of the world or the Texas A&Ms. They say they want to compete, but... They were mad at Texas because Texas and OU were taking all their share, just like the Nebraskas, the Missouris, and Colorados. You were in a perfectly fine conference, and then you left for the money. And you're not competing. I mean, you're not competing. So, I don't, I, I mean, I literally, I mean, don't talk to me, Missouri fans. Don't come to me with that nonsense. That you, oh, well, you went to the the SEC title game two years in a row. You took advantage of the SEC East being down. And you took advantage. I'll give you credit. You did. But where are you now? You can't win a game. In the, I mean, you can't. You're, you're winning four and five games a year. Be better. I mean, Kentucky is better. And you know how bad that my mouth should just be... Blood should just be burrowing out of my mouth for saying something like that. They got better and are getting better. And I can't stand to even bring my mouth to even say it. But it's the truth. They're better. Everybody can get better if you choose to get better. That's what this is about. You got to get better. Stop settling. Stop settling. No, don't talk to me about, oh, I'm just being realistic. No, you're not. Because if it was you and it was your job and, hey, and your boss said they needed you to do this, well, hey, boss, I need to be realistic. And he says, well, you either do that or you're fired. You got to be realistic. Okay. And then you don't do it and then they fire you. Well, okay, I understand unrealistic and I understand settling. There's a difference. We just, I don't know. I'm just not that guy. I'm never going to to allow my expectations of what I want and what can be outweigh what should be. You know what I mean? I, I'm just not going to let that. I'm, I'm not going to allow what I believe we can be as a program or even as a person. I'm not going to allow that to say, well, you know, but I'll be okay and I'll be satisfied with this. I'm not satisfying. I'm not settling for anything. So, and neither should you as fans. Don't settle, ever. Want more. Want more. Demand more. 
And believe it or not, if you do it correctly, they listen. They listen. So good show. Again, podcast anywhere that we are out or anywhere you get your podcast, we're out there um, on YouTube, KoolAidSports.com website, Kool-Aid, C-O-O-L-A-I-D-S.com. Uh, I appreciate all the support. Website again is, is that's the website. Send stuff to the email address. Email again, Big B Sports Talk 44 at gmail.com. I appreciate it, and I will see you guys soon. Thank you.